Welcome to the Making History Parenting Podcast, where we want to help parents make his story, God's story, come alive in the hearts of our families. I'm Chase Baker, and with me, co-host Jennifer Akers. Today, we are in the Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. So last year, we recorded a podcast around how we can help our families make the most of the Christmas season. And you can go back and listen to it. We still have it out there. Uh, it's actually a great listen, still great material in there. But this year, we decided to do something a little different. Yeah, that's right. And so in this episode about Christmas, we're actually re-releasing a podcast that was recorded last week with some of our pastors here at Rolling Hills. So um, on that podcast, you're going to hear... Um, Jeff, our lead pastor, you'll hear from Jason from our Nolensville campus, Nick from our Nashville campus, and of course, Chase. So um, this was part of a men's leadership podcast that our lead pastor, Jeff Simmons, hosts for men, but we thought the content was relevant for families in this season as well. Yes, and this season is especially unique because Christmas traditions may look a little bit uh, different this year than in years past. Right. And this this podcast is going to help parents navigate this really unusual year and give some practical tips on how to make the most of a different kind of Christmas. So let's hear from our pastors now. Hey, guys, thanks for joining in today on our podcast for men's leadership. And we are so grateful that you're in and I pray that God will speak to you today. You know, our goal in men's leadership is this, is to grow up godly men, because we know when God impacts a man's life, he impacts a home, he impacts children, he impacts a workplace, he impacts a church, and he impacts generations. And so God is using you guys and so thankful that you're joining in today. Hey, we have a special podcast today. You can see it's set up a little bit different, uh, but we are talking about how to prepare for the holidays, and especially 2020, because this has been a, a year unlike anything we've ever seen, and so we wanna be ready for it. And I've brought in some experts, some amazing men of God, <laughs> some guys that maybe many of you know who are awesome and who are awesome, great friends. And so we just want to be able to share with you today, talking about how do we prepare for the holidays. So guys, thanks so much for joining in. Yeah. Why don't we go around, just give a quick introduction and tell us kind of what you do and everything. How many experts did you ask before you ended up with us? <laughs> Actual experts. Um, so my name is Nick Allen, and I get the privilege of being the campus pastor at the Nashville location of Rolling Hills. Mm -hmm. So thankful to serve alongside these guys, uh, my wife is named Susan, and we are privileged to be raising three kids at home. Amen. It's awesome. Well, I'm Jason, and I'm over at the Nolensville campus, and I've been the campus pastor there. And my wife, Jacqueline, and I have uh, two little ones, seven and three, at home. That's all. Yeah, and I'm Chase. I'm the family pastor here at Rolling Hills, and uh, my wife is Courtney. We have a four-year-old, and uh, we have another one on the way any day. Any day. any day. So if you so. get a text message in the middle of this and bolt, we'll know to we'll be know all right. Yeah, any day. So, <laughs> Well, Sorry. the great part, too, is, guys, we've all worked together for a long, long time, time, you long know, time. which is awesome. And we've seen God do some amazing things. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, tell me, what, what, do you have a favorite part of Christmas? Do you have a favorite part of the holidays? Anything for you? Oh, Nick? Gosh. You know, got to have something. I, I do. I think, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm the... Uh, in a lot of ways, I'm the anti-Santa Claus guy. You guys know that. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. But our family celebrates St. Nicholas Day. Mm. Um, and so it's actually coming up in a couple of days. And we look forward to that every year. We plan it as my wife and I get together. And so like all the little German kids, we put the shoes out by the kids' doors at night. And we fill those things with a couple of couple little trinkets at night, usually some kind of chocolate coins or something to celebrate in the spirit and the tradition of the original St. Nicholas. Yeah. And we've done a really... I think a decent job over the years, making sure that our kids know the real history behind that. 
Um, and it's not been something that's taken away from the, the spirit of the holiday. I think it's added to the narrative of them knowing, hey, there really was somebody that generous and that sacrificial um, that did a work that actually saved people's lives. Mm. And so we, we celebrate some good things uh, along with that. It's coming up on Sunday, awesome. so I'm excited about it. Yeah. I love that. And teaching them generosity. That is yeah. just, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, Jason, One of the things that we do that I look forward to every year is we've kind of kept Christmas Day as the day that's just us. Mm-hmm. And so we, both of our families live outside of Tennessee, and mm-hmm. so it's really easy to kind of try to travel on those days or do those kinds of things. And about, I guess, 10 years ago, we just said, we're not traveling on Christmas Day. Mm. And uh, tip for all you guys out there, big fan of it. You know, just <laughs> tell your families now, like just get yeah. it set in stone that we're not traveling on that day. We're not doing things outside of our little immediate mm. family that day. And, and it look, we look forward to it every year because it's just that. kind of a, we open presents like, and let the kids play yeah. with the presents. And then 30 minutes later, we open another present. And so, I mean, it is the day mm-hmm. that I look forward to in the, just in the, in the family time of the season because we've just really protected that day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I'm a big fan of, of doing that. And then we do whatever we want to do with our extended family, 26th on, on. you know, yeah. through, yeah, yeah, through yeah, yeah. New Year. Holidays, so yeah. It's always something we look forward to. Yeah, that is a great idea. We have lots of favorite things that we do, but one of the things at the beginning of the season is decorating. We, we really enjoy decorating, maybe not putting lights on the house. That, that takes a lot of work, but, but we make a, something special out of the tree, and mm. we have one tree that um, we get an ornament uh, every year, a family ornament that represents that year. And so mm. with that ornament, there's a tag on it, and so we put all the things that, that we saw God do, all the things that we got the privilege of oh, doing, and so every year, whenever we get it out, we have years of things to be able to mm. put on the tree and read. Mm. Um, and, and one, it reminds us um, of all the things we've done, all the things we've got to do as a family, but also how faithful God has been wow. over the years. So that's, been, that's, that's a fun thing that we get to do every year. That's yeah, a that's great idea. That is. Yeah, I want to borrow that one. I that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can't, what I are you going to write on your these. 2020 ornament? Oh, that's going to be the yeah. hardest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I love all these ideas. And I think, man, taking and teaching your kids generosity, yeah. you know, teaching your kids the t- family time and to enjoy that and to look back and to remember. You know, we try to take, with our kids every year, we try to pick some family, you know, that, you know, we can go and help or bless. Mm-hmm. And, and it's gotten to be where now our kids think about it. And so throughout the year, they're going, oh, what about this? What about this? And so haven't you found that they enjoy that even more than getting oh, yes. on their end? It's That's, incredible. It's a beautiful you know? thing. And student ministries helped us with that too because mm-hmm. they always do this blessing, especially going helping you know, yep. with their students now weekends and stuff. And so it's, that's been great. But mm-hmm. I think establishing those traditions. Now, let's be honest. This year's gonna be different, okay? I mean, Absolutely. this year, you know, it's already been an awkward year. 2020, we don't even know how to greet each other. When we walk up to each other, we don't know whether to shake a hand or give an elbow or like even totally back off. Yeah. So the holidays are gonna be different this year. So, mm-hmm. so what are some things, Jason, just we'll start with you, but mm-hmm. some things that you've kind of been thinking with your family and processing how the holidays are gonna be a little bit different and how you're getting ready for that. Yeah, I think for us, one of the things that we've tried to be really sensitive of is it's gonna be different, but the rudimentary things of Christmas, they're not, right. they're not yeah. any different. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's that, that the joy, the peace, the hope, and, and, and bringing my family, bringing Jacqueline and I and our kids into that, you know, mm-hmm. just to say, hey, the, the, obviously the things are changing and, and we may not be going there and we may not be doing that and, and that's okay, but all of those things that we were doing were because there was joy and peace and hope and, and that's what we wanted to celebrate. And so that's what we've tried to wrap our minds around is just even though it looks different, those, those things, the joy, the peace, the hope that comes in 
because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Those are just as, as real and just as rich mm-hmm. as, as ever mm-hmm. before. I mean, so 2020 hasn't changed any of that. Mm-hmm. And so we're just really trying to lean into that and, um, and just being like, you know what, different isn't, I, I, many, many times, I mean, about everything in leadership, I've even said different isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Different is just different. Sometimes we think different is better, different is worse. Different's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think, guys, I mean, this is not the first time yeah. that we've dealt with something that's different. Now, this is new, mm-hmm. and this is a new, a new um, season, but mm-hmm. this isn't the first time that we've dealt with things that are different, and so just yeah. honing in on those things that never change, mm-hmm. and, um, and so that, that's kind of how we're trying to mentally prepare our hearts for, for the season. Yeah. I love that, because, yeah, I mean, it, it is a different year, but man, there's been Christmas in the middle of wars. There's been Christmas yeah. in the middle of pandemics before. There's been Christmas in the middle of economic down. I mean, so Christmas happens. It's what are the values? What are right. we teaching? Are we pointing them to Jesus, our kids, our family, our hearts? Yeah. Right. But isn't it a great opportunity for us to, okay, we may not get to do the traditional traditions yeah. that we've, we've typically had over the years. So it really gives us another opportunity. Let's reframe it a little bit because we may not get to do certain things, but let's, what are those new traditions that mm-hmm. we can create in our families? I don't know what that is for our, our listeners, but Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, it may look different, and it's an opportunity. Hey, maybe in years past, we didn't center our traditions around Jesus. Mm. So this year, that's good. We're going to have a different perspective. Mm. That's we talk about that a lot. We've, yeah. we've done MLN moments yeah. like this in the past, where we've talked about Christmas and men's leadership. We've done things with parents and family ministry to help people focus on simplifying Christmas mm-hmm. because it can be so oh. overblown. You can literally, you can miss the forest for the yeah. trees kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can miss Jesus amidst your celebration of his birth. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're constantly, we've, we've done that for years. We've invited people to, to simplify some of the craziness of Christmas so that you can focus on Christ. And it's been an invitation. This year, more than any other, it's, it's almost kind of mandatory. You all have to mm-hmm. simplify something, whether it's the travel schedule or mm-hmm. the gatherings or the shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, that may not necessarily be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah. Hey, talk about that, Nick, because, you know, how do we balance, especially this year, the, the physical distance, you mm-hmm. know, that we're going to have, like, there's going to be some loved ones we're not going to get to go see. We're not going to be able to travel. There's going to be people who aren't going to be able to come here. But also keeping that emotional and spiritual connection with those that we love. I mean, because, it, you know, 2020 has almost put this barrier between us and others and yet we want our kids, we want our families, we want people to be emotionally connected. How do we do that? How do we balance that? Great question. That's mm-hmm. a hard one. And it, <laughs> yeah. it, I thought about this the other day and we were talking um, on one of the teams that I'm serving in. I'm kind of glad this whole COVID pandemic thing happened in the spring. Yeah. If, imagine if it had happened you know, in October or November for us, how we would have had to scramble to figure out church, gatherings, mm. celebrate, all the yep. things that we do together as a community of faith to celebrate Christmas, we've had, we've had nine months to prepare for this. Yeah. Um, and so we learned some things. We, we all pivoted everything from working at home to doing church online to gathering in your small group community over Zoom. So there's some, there's some tips and tricks that we picked up over the past nine months that I think will really help us at Christmas. You know, we did a, a, a kind of a Zoom gathering of 55 plus adults, kind of some older adults last night. And they're all online, on Zoom, plugged in, church online. And it's because they've had nine months to prep for that. Yeah. And so I think some of the things that we're gonna have to do to pivot, just because we're socially distant doesn't mean that we have to be 
disconnected. Yeah. Um, and so all the things that we've learned over the past nine months of how to do that um, will be the things that we have to do over Christmas. Mm. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean bad. Like Jason said, yeah. it just means different. And so you can gather over FaceTime with loved ones that are far yeah. away or even ones that are close that you typically would get to see if there's somebody that's more vulnerable. You can do some of those things online or socially. We have all of the church events, whether it's Christmas Eve services or on NBC Christmas mm. Day or um, our Sounds of Christmas concert. There's just a lot of things that families mm -hmm. can do and interact with in our family ministry environments online and in mm -hmm. smaller settings. And I yep. think that those kind of pivots have really helped families keep some of those traditions alive, but do them in smaller ways. Well, and I think I was thinking about this too as you were talking that it, the real temptation is to, is to just kind of swing to one pendulum or the mm -hmm. other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think in life in general, that's, that's kind of treacherous. Yeah. Because and when you were talking, asking the question, Jeff, about how do, you, how do you kind of mold both of those yeah. feelings, this is what I feel, I need the community, but I also know that the safe thing to do is not being engaged in a lot of big groups and, mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And so how do I, what's the balance between that? And, and, I, and I think the thing is, is most of us, especially us guys, like we, we get this. Mm -hmm. I mean, a year ago, two years ago, who among us wasn't struggling with a work-life balance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and we were sitting there thinking, you know, it, I probably shouldn't be working as much. I should be home with my family. Mm. I, I do not know a man right now who chose work over family that was happy with that choice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think you, 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 we see it as pastors yeah. time and time again where they're saying, I wish I would have went back and found a better balance. Well, that to me, it's Ecclesiastes 3. There's nothing yeah. new under the sun. What we're feeling right now about what pendulum do I live in, it's, it's exactly some of the other struggles that we've had. And, mm -hmm. and you realize that when you are squarely in one side of that, you sacrifice something else. Mm -hmm. And I just wanna make sure that we all realize that. Yeah. That there's a there's a cost that comes with that. And I just wanna make sure that we, that we find that balance and that mm -hmm. we get creative and that we figure out ways to say, you know, I need both the community, but I also need to be smart in, yeah. in what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah and I, I love that because I, I think we've gotta be intentional. You mm -hmm. know, I think this year is gonna oh, force yeah. us more than ever to creative. be intentional. Yeah, and be creative, mm -hmm. be intentional. You know, and then to think about like our extended family, there's some people who are lonely, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's grandparents right. or aunts or uncles or great grandparents that are out there that are lonely and, and what we can do even to minister to them, you know, yep. to reach out and to be intentional with those relationships. Yep. So Chase, let's, let's just dive a little deeper here, but you know, as family pastor, you're probably seeing this even from a different side. There's a lot of kids who are struggling right now. Um, 2020 has brought a lot of fear. Uh, and for adults, I mean, we're all trying to figure out how do we manage this, but for kids, they're trying to process this. And, and I remember two Sundays ago, I prayed with an 11-year-old girl who couldn't sleep at night, and her parents were distraught because she's so afraid. She keeps seeing the corona numbers go yep. up and the cases yep. go up. How do we talk to our kids, or how do we be with them over the holidays and really help them not to live in fear to even have faith in the middle of yeah, this? Yeah, and here's one thing we know to be true. Our kids tend to take on the posture and attitude that we Ooh. tend to take on, right? Mm -hmm. If our anxiety is super high, then theirs is only gonna be heightened. They're getting, you know, it depends on what, what age your kids are. Mm -hmm. They're getting information from a friend, from another parent, from the news, from their Twitter feeds or Instagram, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but they're getting all this information. So I would say this, it starts with the parent. It mm. starts with the parent. We have to talk about COVID. I think this is a part of our world. Yeah. We have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But it's something I wrote down. Let's do it in a way that gives freedom instead of, mm. you know, just really 
ranches up the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And meaning, we have scripture to back that up. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares about you. Mm -hmm. um, there's one, we, we talked to, about this we, in a sermon series recently. Do not be anxious about anything, Philippians, yeah. but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God in the peace of God. I love that. In the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We've got to teach them yeah. to do that. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, you know, I love the idea that we model behavior that we want to see. Mm -hmm. And we know that uh, this is, uh, COVID is, is a real thing. But I do believe that we can teach them in a way that is more positive. We, we talk a lot about negatives. But what are the positives mm. this year that mm. COVID has created? You know, we, can, we, we have a lot of negatives. We know that to be true. Mm -hmm. But what are the good things that God has done? Mm. How has God been faithful? Mm -hmm. um, what can we do in response to, to this season? And I think any time, and this is the second point, any time that we can get them to focus outside of themselves, mm -hmm. then that's a win. Mm -hmm especially in this season. Mm -hmm. We talked about it before. If we can get them in a service project, if we can get them focused on another family, if we can get them to, to pray for somebody else, then it, I, I, I think that's part of casting all your anxieties off, mm -hmm. focusing on God, focus, mm -hmm. fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfect our faith. I think that those are all ways that we can help our, our kids navigate. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we talk about um, as a family, are we talking about COVID more than we talking about Jesus mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. Wow. If, mm -hmm. we, if we are, I think we've got to reevaluate yeah. mm -hmm. um, as a parent where our focus truly is yeah. in this season. So. Well, it's, uh, it says in Proverbs too that anxiety weighs down a heart, but a yeah. kind word cheers it up. And I think as, as parents, like, the anxiety that our kids feel, like that's going to weigh down their heart. Mm. So what Proverbs says is the antidote to that is it's kind words mm -hmm. and it's encouraging words. And I think it's talking to your kids and let them know, hey, if you're stressed about this, if you're anxious about this, that's okay. Yeah. Like, let me tell you what God says and let me mm -hmm. show you who God made you and, I, and all those kinds of things. So I think we, we just always keep bringing it back to that too, yeah. to say it is, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's really, it's so heavy. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's, it's it. just a, it's a, it's a real heaviness. And, and I feel it like oh, yeah. when I get that way I, in my chest and you mm -hmm. feel, and you feel just the weight on your shoulders and, and you realize that sometimes the kind words from brothers and sisters and the kind words that we can give to kids, that kind of shatters it. Yeah. It makes you feel like a breath of fresh air and our kids need that. And our, oh, I think yeah, sometimes when our need that. kids yeah. are engaged in that kind of problem, you guys both hit on this. What we hope to do as parents is when there's a problem, we hope to remove it. Mm. Um, and, and we can't do that with this. Mm -hmm. like we, we can't yeah. physically do that. Um, so the solution, not being able to remove the problem, it's to let them be a part of the process. Yeah. Yep. Not just identify that numbers are going up or that this is a situation that we don't have a vaccine or a cure or that this is you know, messing up Christmas and family plans, but let them be a part of the process and the conversation of, how are you as a family arriving at your decisions? Hey, this is what we're weighing and this is what we're considering and this is the why that we're doing it. So mm -hmm. picking out whatever age and stage of development they are and saying, hey, we want you to be a part of the process and part of that process is prayer. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that they're not just identifying the problems, but they're a part of the prayers that go into processing what the solutions are mm -hmm. is a really important part of this too. That's good. Yeah. I, I think that's so important, right? And, and, and I, I'll just be honest. I think for men, I think sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to pray with We're, our spouse and oh, yeah, it's hard to right. pray with our yeah. kids, mm -hmm. you know? And so do you guys have any tips? Because I do think, you know, 
the holiday season, right, is gonna give us some opportunities. How do, we, how do we pray with them about this or talk with them about this? Like, how do we just like in our minds go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna talk about it. I think as guys, we're used to meetings, so we'll schedule meetings at work or we'll schedule mm-hmm. meetings like, James, mm-hmm. we're gonna get together or right, we'll, you know, right. we're gonna meet for lunch, we're gonna you know, evaluate how things are going. Yep. But, but with our families, it's almost like we just kind of leave it haphazard. You know, I'm gonna go home and, and somebody's gonna be on their iPad and somebody else is gonna be watching TV and, and I'm just gonna try mm-hmm. to get a break. But can we intentionally engage them in this subject? Can we pray with them intentionally? Any tips on that? Mm-hmm. I think this is something I've been talking about here lately, is that it, it doesn't have to be a production. Yeah. I think sometimes we psych ourselves out and we say, oh gosh, <laughs> if I'm gonna That's pray, right. then it has yeah, to be in a big auditorium. Good. Good it has point. to be with a microphone. It has to be right. the most grand thing that I do. Um, and, and when we tell our kids to brush their teeth, it's not a production. Yeah. It's, hey, don't forget to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. And so can prayer be just as natural and just mm. a, a ready part of the conversation as, hey, brush your teeth. Hey, let's say our prayers. I mean, can it just be integrated into the everyday little things? And that's not to minimize the value of prayer, no. but it's really to maximize how important it is because we do it every day yeah, because yeah. it is something that's yeah. a part of our everyday conversation. Hey, did you make your bed? Hey, let's say our prayers. Hey, don't forget to take the dog out. Whatever's in your natural daily rhythm of yeah. conversations, mm-hmm. make sure prayer's that. Yeah. Mm. I think a lot of times we wanna do the activity of prayer, but because we haven't talked about the activity of prayer, it's, it's hard to get started. So maybe just make the idea of, hey, let's, let's say our prayers. Oh, we should pray about that. If prayer yeah. just becomes part of the everyday conversation, yeah. then it can become part of the everyday practice. Yeah. And I think that would be the most important thing mm-hmm. to get started. Become, become, I like that. You develop a habit, right? You, yeah, maybe you yeah, start at meals and say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna pray for the meal. I know we don't usually do this, but we're gonna, do, or we're gonna pray at night, you yeah. know, and I'm just gonna pray for my kids. And that be longer. Hey, can we pray together as a, as you know mm-hmm. married couple? So you, those things develop that habit. Trip right? ourselves up with really high expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> Bring it down. We have to have this say, grandiose hey, big words. Practice, you don't. Yeah. No, it's just real life. The, yeah. the Lord's prayer would be a good place to start. Yeah, it's super I mean, short. I mean, I, I think super it's short. just that's a. Yeah. I mean, it hits. It hits everything that oh. we're talking about: provision, protection, mm-hmm. God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. other people. You yep. know, others first. I mean, it's it. it the collectiveness of giving us our daily bread. And yeah. I mean, I think that what a great place to start. That's what he said to, that's what he said to the first century hearers. Like, yeah. if, if you want to know start how here. to pray, start, you know, start here with, with this model. Yeah. And, and yeah. then you start putting it into your own words, right? right? You develop that and then it starts to become more. That's you right. just expound on that. That yeah. is right. so good. I think to, so good. to Nick's point, we, um, we don't have to make it a production. It doesn't have to be some big thing. And, the reason, and here's how we keep it, keep it from doing that. We repeat what's most important. Volume, uh, yeah. volume speaks value. We say that all yeah, the time. All the volume time. speaks value. The more you do something, the more you repeat it, it becomes easier and easier mm. to do. And it's something that, that we personally do as a family. We have prayer time at night. You guys do this with your families. And, and just make the most of that bedtime experience, too. Yeah. You, you, have your, you have several times throughout the day where you really have an opportunity to be intentional with your kids. Mm. One of those is bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, make it to where, you know, one of the things we do is say, uh, kids say, of two things or three things that you're thankful for today. I, I like think that. that when you repeat that over and over again, it shift, it kind of shifts your perspective a little bit to mm-hmm. say, okay, I do have things that I'm thankful yeah. for. It shifts my focus on, you know, before we get, then we pray and then we do, you know, we re- repeat prayers. Mm-hmm. I think, I think anyway, that idea that once it's repeated, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. I heard yesterday, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and this guy said, you know, you, we've been taught our whole life that you've got 18 years with your kids and my kids are young, so I, I 
I'm not really sure, I'm not an expert on this, but his point was, no, you really have 16 years, he said, because if they get their license, oh, yeah. you know, they, yeah. you know mm-hmm. they're, they're out of your house so much. Yeah. And so he was just even saying like, just with each successive year, it almost seems like the time that we have with mm-hmm. them is shorter and shorter. And so, you know, I think that's one of the things, just being intentional. You're there with You're the there, new driver yeah. in your hey, house. Yeah. Have yeah. <laughs> you know? found that to be your experience well, so far? I mean, she's been great. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, Lisa's always scared whenever she leaves, you know, and we always pray because you're, you're nervous mm-hmm. about it. But, but, but it, you do you have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have to be intentional. You find that their time is less at home yeah. because well, there are all those it's just like It's just a little yeah. bit less and less right, every Right, And yeah. so if you don't make the most of it, if you don't value it and really speak into it, then you can just go in two different directions, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, she's going one way and you're going the other. So, yeah. hey, talk about that because I do think this year, because of COVID, because we can't travel, because of a lot of those things, we are going to be home more, mm-hmm. right? And so it, there is, in, in the middle of all this, there, there is this blessing that I don't want us to miss mm-hmm. of, hey, I've got more time with my kids, with my family, with my neighbors, with the people around me. Uh, how do you maximize that? How do, you, how do we look at 2020 specifically and say, I want to really maximize this time and use it for good? The quantity has certainly increased, yeah. but that doesn't automatically mean that the quality. <laughs> so exactly. you're right about the word intentional. You do have to do that. And maybe it's possible. You guys can tell me. We can put some ideas and some links yeah. in the notes following mm-hmm. this. Of There are some fantastic resources out there, whether it's a storybook for younger kids or a video that you can watch with older kids that tell some really cool things about Christmas. This might be a really educational moment to, if, if they want to learn about St. Nicholas Day like we yeah. do, if they want to learn about... Hanukkah and and why the Jews celebrate that and the ways that it points to Jesus. Like there are just a lot of other cool things that if you have increased amounts of time and you're looking for, hey, what do I do with this? Um, There's some good things that you can do with younger kids and even older kids that are educational um, that point back to Christ at Christmas in brand new ways that you may have previously not carved out time for. Well, now you've got it. You can use it wisely. And then you touched on generosity. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better way to spend intentional family Mm. time this year and carving out some moments for your kids to see you be generous and then to, to, to be generous themselves, whether oh. that's a financial blessing or a service opportunity to do something for someone else, take the focus off of them. Mm-hmm. It really points the light at Christ over the season. I Amen. love that. You know, and I, I was thinking about all the things that, that even our kids are going to miss out on in this season. Mm-hmm. We are. I mean, Christmas parties, yeah. the school plays, the yeah, you know, yeah. school activities, all those things they're not there anymore. And to your point, is it, you know, we have a little more time. What would it take um, for me to think about my neighbor, Sean, mm-hmm. a little more? Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I'm not going to this Christmas party, but the time I would spend there, we can bake cookies to mm-hmm. go to Sean's house yeah. and, and really share with him something that we believe the reason for the season is, is um, really share some, some generosity, but mm-hmm. really point him to Jesus mm-hmm. Um, through generosity, mm-hmm. and what would those conversations look like with my my neighbors? That maybe I have a little bit extra time at home. How can I take advantage of of Mike? You know, mm-hmm. Mike and and Nicole that that's right next door to me, uh, to the right. Then Sean. Then you know, I love uh, that. Yeah. And Rachel to the. You know, it's like how can we maximize the, our our opportunities with our neighbors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and without intentionality too. I mean, we tend to take our free time, and it it can kind of be wasted time, and it oh, really yeah. should be you know, enriching time. And I, and I think for, and some people's businesses are different, but mm. you know, December 25th through 
that December 31, mm. for the most part, for a lot of people, is a little bit of a slower time. And if you're not going somewhere, you don't have as many things planned, then you are going to be sitting at home, which yeah. means you're going to have a much more likelihood of just scrolling mm. and watching or, you know, or whatnot. And I think it's just being aware of that, of mm -hmm. just remembering That's moments true, yeah. in my life yeah. whenever I have whenever I have a little bit of margin, it is so easy to just gravitate towards mindless it is. things yeah. and, and knowing that we're probably going to have a little bit more time yeah. of just saying now. Because I think Good now point. is the time to say, mm -hmm. I don't want the Christmas season to be just mindless mm -hmm. scrolling on, you know, social media or whatever the case might be yeah. or, or internet, whatever. Um, and so I think now, you know, would be a time to make that, put a stake in the ground about that right now and just say, I don't want the yeah. holiday season to just be filled with all that. Just useless stuff. I love that. I mean, I really do because I think if we don't plan it, and we're, we, we plan everything at work, right? We plan everything. We, we oh, yeah. all get together. We plan stuff. But if we, if we don't, then we do go to the mindless. We get right. home and we're like, all right, is there a game on, you know, or That's what's right. going on, or Netflix, or everything else. Right. But I do think there's, you've got some great ideas too. I mean, what are the things that we could, books we could read mm -hmm. with our kids? Yeah. You know, here's the things I want them to know. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody makes fun of me. I pay my kids like $20 to read a book. But you know, <laughs> certain books that I'm like, I want them to know this. I want them to read this. And so, right. uh, or hey, I want, we're gonna have family movie night, but we're gonna watch, you know, Chronicles of Narnia. Or we're gonna oh, yeah. watch it and then debrief it and process it, you know. And it's fun, but mm -hmm. you're creating those times that are also learning, growing, yeah. spiritual times. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, we're going to pray together, you know? We're going to bless somebody. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I love that idea. We took, last year we took cookies to El Sombrero. We always go to this Mexican restaurant, <laughs> El Sombrero. <laughs> they love that. Oh, they loved it. Jose and Uriel and I mean, all these guys and the girls were handing out cookies and they just thought it was the greatest thing. So now we've got to go back, you know, sure. this year. So. Well, and you don't drift towards intentionality. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't. I mean, I've heard you say this so many times, Jeff, that like you just, we don't drift towards that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this gathering right here, I mean, this is multiple emails, multiple <laughs> scheduling, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. to get, you know, to get four people together yeah. for 35 minutes. Yeah. And so it's like, well, of course, if yeah. I'm going to be really intentional with this, I'm, I, I can't just, you know, throw a bunch of stuff up in the air and hope that some of it sticks. Yeah. You, know, it's, you really got really have to be intentional yeah. with mm -hmm. it. And I, and I think that's something, you, you're spot on with that. As mm. men, we do that with every other facet of our life. Of our life. That's good. Except sometimes the our most own. important part, <laughs> the most important part of our life is sometimes what mm -hmm. we tend to be the less intentional yeah. on. And, and it's just, you know, I think we can do better. And those 16 that. years go like that. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. You know, and we always say, well, next year I'll do this, or next mm -hmm. year I'll do that. And then next thing you know, they're driving, and there's like, what <laughs> happened, you know? One of the things you do this year that you're kind of forced to because of this pandemic situation may become the thing that your kids love the most right. and that you do as a tradition next mm. year that you don't have to. So if you come up with that intentional list about like, okay, everybody make a list. What do you want to watch this year for family movie yeah. night? What do you want to eat this year for a holiday treat? Who do you want to bless this year? Yep. Come up with that spreadsheet and make it. Your kids might be asking you next year, hey, mom and dad, when are we gonna do our spreadsheet of what we wanna watch, what we wanna eat, who we wanna visit, what we wanna give to somebody else? And that might be something that creates some intentionality that you're like, now we do this every year because we were forced to do it that one time in I love that, I love that. That's All right, good. guys, as we wrap up, one prayer. What's your one prayer for guys who are watching as we look at the holidays for 2020? What's your one prayer that you would pray everybody, every guy would get that we're watching? It's really funny, I think, to say this, were you about to start? I'll, yeah, go for it. I'll dive in, you know, go first. Uh, the idea of discipleship. Mm. Man, it's that, that 
that growing as a believer. And so here's what I mean by that. Um, hopefully, I mean, this was not all in vain, and that's something that's been said, probably something Chase said because it was great, yeah. is gonna register with you. You're gonna write it down as a guy, and, and you're gonna do this in your family. Tell somebody else. Yeah. Um, mm. You guys put out a fantastic advent calendar this year. Yeah. And so, you know, we're doing it. We're going through it at home. We're watching the little videos that you made around the candles. And, and here's the deal. I sent that advent calendar to three friends out of state whose churches don't have that resource. Yeah. Um, so it, wasn't, it didn't just stop with us and our family, we gave it to some other people. And so whatever you glean that's good about this Christmas that you're gonna implement in your family, that you're gonna be intentional about, mm-hmm. tell somebody else because you've got a, a brother or a friend or a coworker who's not watching this. Um, mm-hmm. So something about what God's gonna do in your life and your heart and your family this Christmas Write it down and make sure you tell it to somebody else because they need to hear it too. It's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think one of my prayers for, for all of us is humility. Mm. You know, and I think you, this has been a season where so much has been taken away and probably a lot of the things that really we've gotten so much value in have been taken away. And, and it's a good reminder of what really matters and, mm-hmm. that, and that, that I'm really, one of the Christ-like qualities that I should be pursuing is humility and mm-hmm. putting other people first and, and thinking less of myself and thinking more of others. And, and what good. a better season than Christmas to, yeah. to do that because he, you know, Jesus came so yeah. that we could have life and um, humbled himself and became obedient mm-hmm. um, to the point of death on a cross, mm. uh, you know, transitioning to Easter. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it, it's just what, what a fantastic season to just yeah. be reminded of that mm-hmm. and, and to seek for humility. Um, in, in all things, because I, I lead from a much better place when I'm leading from humility, yeah. and when I'm just trying to be mindful of, mm-hmm. of, of that in, in all of my actions and my words. Mm. So that's yeah, something I've been yeah. praying yeah. for. Well, one of the things that I guess just came to mind, what, whatever we could miss, don't miss. Mm. Um, <laughs> being mm. generous, um, pointing towards Jesus, uh, allowing our kids to um, watch us um, be generous. Watch mm. us in, in worship. Watch us. Um, and if for a lot of us, it's building daily habits. Yeah. That's part of discipleship. What would it look like for the next whatever days towards Christmas to really be intentional about your quiet time? Be really intentional yeah. about your time with the Lord. Um, what would your prayer life? Don't miss, don't miss those opportunities to pray. Don't miss those opportunities to be repetitive in your prayer and, and the volume mm-hmm. in your prayer. Elevate that those things, and one of the things that I keep asking myself in 2020 season, as my little girl mm-hmm. watches me live 2020, is she better off watching, had watching me, watch me live my life in 2020? Mm. If, you know, whatever it is, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, if she were to look back and say, my dad lived that way, mm. whenever it was the hardest, um, what would, what would they say, what would she say, mm-hmm. you know? And so that really puts in perspective for me, holds me accountable to say, man, I've got to focus on the right things in yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. That's good. Amen. Hey guys, we just want you to know that we're praying for you and we're with you in this. We're all dads, we're all husbands, and we all want to make a difference for the glory of God. And so I'm going to pray for us right now. Father God, I pray that Father, this year, 2020, would be our best holiday season yet. It would be a time that we wouldn't miss you. We wouldn't get caught up in everything that's going on, the trappings of the season, but that we would see Jesus. And I pray every guy right now that in our hearts that we would be so in tune with you and that God, you would move in a mighty way and you would draw us to be men who are deeper in our faith and that we'd be men after your heart. 
And God, I, I pray that you would give us the opportunities and the intentionality, Father, to, to pray with our children, with our family, with our friends. I, I pray that, God, we would reach out to those around us in our neighborhoods and and Father, that we would share podcasts or invite people to sermons online. Um, and God, that we would grow in even in our humility, that we would humble ourselves. And Father, that we would look for places to serve and to give back. So God, we need you. I thank you, Father, that you're at work in the hard times because that you're with us in the good times all the time. And Father, you're with us in the hard times and you're growing us deeper in the middle of it. And so Lord Jesus, use us for your glory. Thank you for every man watching today and bless every man and every family. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. We truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did and that it helps you focus your family on Christ at Christmas. Yes, our prayer is that even though this season may look different for many of our families, we hope that this may create new or even better opportunities and traditions. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast and let us know by rating or leaving a review if this has been helpful for you and your family. And from our team to yours, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.